What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Two Jesus Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett, and I'm here with my co-host. What it do, what it do. This is Jalen Prince. Colin Cowherd, I have my hat backwards just for you. If you know, you know. Uh, if you don't know, then you don't know. Did you see that? Nah. That man I, said Brock I, I've been Purdy. missing a lot. I've been missing a lot of his shows. I don't know if he's serious or not. I just know that this clip went viral. They said that Colin Cow or Colin Cowherd said that uh Brock Purdy's not a franchise quarterback because he wears his hat backwards. Uh, he makes he makes like a lot of like different uh, off the box uh, hot takes. I, and stuff I'm sure like he's that. kidding, and apparently um, he's done this in the past. But if he's correct, if he's serious, nah, it, part of him is kind of serious. He doesn't see him as a franchise quarterback because of little things like that. It's like Florio saying, "Oh, Brock Purdy's not a franchise quarterback because his name rhymes with Turdy." First of all, not a word. Second of all, really, that's your metric. Yeah, <laughs> that's your metric. Everybody's weird like that. Shoot. Oh, that's I'm, fair. You remember, I'm the guy that don't eat cold vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, my, my, Jalen got uh, uh, dragged in Sports After Dark. I don't know about dragged. Because, like, if I like if I was dragged, I, it was like I was trying to come back from something. I wasn't trying to come back from nothing. I, that, I, I, stand on, like, I, I was standing on business. This man, this man does not eat. Uh, cold vegetables, which to a degree I understand. Like, I don't want cold greens. I don't want cold corn. I don't want cold, you know, sprouts or green beans or anything. But salad? No, don't matter what the vegetable is, I'm not eating it cold. You heat up your salad? I dog, don't matter what the vegetables <laughs> is, I'm not eating it cold. Bro, I love you, man. You know that. I can't stand with you. Fruit should this. never be hot. <laughs> vegetables should never be cold. That is my philosophy on, and I stand on that. I, what about apple I stand pie? By that. What about apple pie? Peach cobbler? No, I don't do pie. I'm a cake guy. You don't do cobbler though? No, I'm a cake guy. I gotta get you peach cobbler. No some peach cobbler with some ice cream. No, no. <laughs> what part of fruit should never be hot? Bro, you know I love you, man, but I'm not with you on this. <laughs> you, you know you're my boy, but yeah, I can't. I can't stick with you on this. I got right, you. That's fine. Well, that. But, that was funny too, because like, be like Batista, I stand alone. <laughs> I walk alone. Me and Celu were going back and forth. I'm like, that's my guy. I got his back on damn near everything, but I can't stand with him on this. I'm fine <laughs> with that. We ain't gotta stand. We ain't gotta stand. I'll sit down. I'll squat. I'll kneel. Don't matter. <laughs> I ain't doing it. All right. Well, we speaking of standing on business, we got to get to business. This is gonna be a quick as, or episode for you guys. So let's start NFL real quick, and then we'll hop into college football. Quick one-two punch for this one, because Thanksgiving Day happened. Packers seemed awake, or it was just the fact that the Lions can't win on Thanksgiving during uh, a certain phase of the moon, apparently, to some tweet that I saw. Um, your Seahawks had a bit of a rough day. Rough ain't the word, bro. <laughs> All right. you let, Seahawks had a bit of a rough day, and my Jags came back, and there's a Twitter poll out. You guys need to go check it out. It's up for the next couple days. So by the time you listen to this, it should still be up. What is the weakest excuse for a loss in football? Riffs. Right. I've seen so the four that are up there: refs, injuries, jet lag, and turf. Refs. Ref. That's the weak. That's the weakest, most tired excuse in the game. Here's the reason why: rather than take accountability for your actions, whether you might have a point on certain on moments of the game or not. Everybody always reserves back to blaming the referees. Mm -hmm. Auburn fans do it. Cowboy fans have done it. It, it, like, um, it don't matter who you name. Everybody's always going to find a way. 
everybody's going to resort back. It's the easiest thing to do. It's always the unlike it's always the quickest thing for anybody to do is go back and blame the referees and thus like most of the times they don't even be having a point. Yeah. It's worn out, it is tiring, and it gets annoying at times. Whether you have a point, and that's a rare time where you have a point. Because the referees are human and they're gonna make mistakes regardless of the situation. Unless you want to go ahead and move into the new age where everybody's moving into AI and we get artificial intelligent refs. Then we're still with what we got. They're gonna make mistakes. Ain't no point of like blaming them because you know they're gonna make a mistake. They're gonna miss a bad call. They're gonna make a bad call. So like it's a it's a moot point at that. Mm-hmm. It's here and here's my thing. The thing that drove me nuts were the Texans fans, and I some of them, not all of them. I've had great conversation with Texans fans, and I've had some rough conversation with Texans fans. Same thing with the Steelers, same thing with the Bills. Why can't we just be better than you? People are like, you oh, can't accept that in 2023. Oh, well, it's like everybody's like, oh, well, you act like the Jags, you know, that people are acting like the Jags beat the Texans in every phase of the game. We damn near did. So, sorry for my language. We dang near did. Literally, if you look at it, the only thing that the Texans had better stats on us than were rushing yards by 10. And then it was, um, oh, what was it? There was one more thing that they had uh, interceptions, which. Shouldn't have been a pick, but it is what it is. So if you look at that, we had them in possession. We had them in penalties. We had them in passing yards. We had them in total plays. We had them in total yards. We had them in total drives. We had them in yards per play. We had them in third down efficiency. We had them in rushing first, or we had them in passing first downs and first downs in general. We had them in every single level of this game almost. And they're like, oh, the refs gave you the game. No, they didn't. And for people who are curious about the other thing, the illegal motion penalty, that's what the play was called on. Illegal motion is when you're running forward at the snap of the ball, Tank Dell, and it's not a dead ball penalty. It's not. The reason why is because that way the offense can accept or decline the penalty. Illegal motion is not dead ball. Illegal shift is dead ball. Here's the other thing that goes along along with that. Um we're in 2023, a lot of people don't want to take accountability because that takes too much work and you have to own it to something that a lot of people don't feel feel like they did wrong. That's mm-hmm. one. Number two, blaming the refs is always going to be a scapegoat. It's Weak. the quickest thing to think of without having to do any real type of research or going back and look at every detail of every factor of the game. So when you take all those two things to account, blaming the refs is always going to be the quickest, but Weak. it also makes it the easiest. Turf is the dumbest. We play on the same field. <laughs> okay, Here, here's the thing. I would, never, I would never blame the turf thing at all. The only thing I would say about turf is you can make a uh, like. I'm only gonna blame MetLife, a MetLife field turf. That's like fair. there's something wrong with that. Like That's that fair. gotta go because we don't have too many instances where guys have been getting hurt. That's fair. Except for except for Aaron Rodgers, like. That's a that's a story in of itself. Rogers has like a horse ligament in his ankle. I'm convinced. Like that dude did some weird experimental surgery to we'll, come back. We'll talk. We'll talk more about that. But uh, like if he ever if does he decide back. to come back, but anyway, my Jaguars yeah. won. Texas fan, take your loss like adults. Move on. You guys should be more worried about the Broncos because the Broncos are on the rise. I'm taking back what I said. Broncos are Broncos I are doing things. You. Broncos are doing things. I told you. You did. You did. Broncos I are told you. Broncos are doing things. I'm taking it because back. You, a here, question. Go ahead. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, no, no, no. Ask the question. Ask the question. Ask the question. Because I want to make sure I'm right. Because you made a TikTok on a comment that I made 
about how uh, <laughs> the Celtics were going to be the best team in the East. How you feeling about that now? Did I say they weren't? You said they weren't because your comment was uh, you did the Kevin Hart thing where you're like, Whoop. like there because you were saying yeah. how it was going to be the Bucks when yeah. right now Celtics are at the top of the conference. Yeah. You, are we, are we walking the back? On it. It's still early in the season. All right, the, all right, all right. The Celtics are playing really good basketball right, right now. They've been obliterating teams. They've been dominating teams. They dominated my Hawks uh, a couple of nights ago, but that's not a big surprise. Uh, we're not a good team right now. We're about a, the same record that we were the year before. Um, a lot of people, especially on Hawks Twitter, are bringing up the whole John Collins trade and thought he was the issue. He was. But um, I think I'm still gonna, I'm still, still going to be patient with my Hawks on that one. But as far as the Celtics go, uh, they're playing really good basketball right now. Jason Tatum, he's the MVP candidate. Um, mm-hmm. I still give Luca the edge on that because we sure. talked about that a, a while we talked ago. About that already. But um, the Celtics are playing really good basketball. They got the best one-two like guard, like defensive guard combo in the league, and it ain't even close with Derek White and uh, Drew Holiday. But we kind of mm-hmm. knew that was going to be the question I had for the Celtics was, can they be trusted? Um, especially going into the playoffs, because remember, you didn't got Ime Udoka. We all we all understand how that situation panned out. It was mm-hmm. Joe Mazzulla, and how like and last year was his first year as the head coach. Had to handle all those situations. He's in the second year. Is he going to grow? Is he going to get better? Is this team going to get better with him? Not mm-hmm. because of him, but with him. And they've done it so far. So right now, um, I still stand on my point, but. Celtics are playing really good basketball, especially mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and we'll be I think we'll be all right. But let's get any Seahawks real quick before we get into college football, because we're gonna play the scenario game. So oh. Seahawks, what happened, man? I mean I, it, it's 49ers. 49ers. Are the 49ers legit? They've always been legit. Oh, I know they've always been legit, but like I there you and I have never disagreed on this, but you've got everybody who's like 49ers are frauds. You know, they no they lost it. Now 49ers, especially now that they're healthy. Let me tell let me tell you this. Debo is coming back. Ain't no coming back. He already came back. Hey, he's back. Shout out Friday. Uh- <laughs> we gotta ask you. We got out we got punked. Mm-hmm. We got beat up. We got outclassed. And we got out businessed. What do I mean by the business part? Look at the moves that they made that led up to the team they wish they got. They went through a dark rebuild year where they had Chip Kelly and another and another big dude as their head coach. But like John, and they hired John Lynch, mm-hmm. GM, started making moves. You got Art Armstead. You went and got the fourth button. You traded him. You got a few other pieces and a few draft picks, especially to the Colts. Then you drafted Nick Bosa. Then so you so you took care of the trenches first. You went out and traded for Trent Williams, a guy like Trent Williams. You brought in you brought in Kyle Shanahan, who's an offensive guru and a genius at that. A tremendous play caller and designer knows how to use every bit of weapon that you got. You take all the, those things to a factor, then you keep on developing. Mm-hmm. Debo, uh, Debo, uh, you keep de- developing Debo. You develop Brandon Ayuk. You uh, develop on uh, like Kyle, uh, George Kittle emerges and develop him as well. Mm-hmm. Then you trade for a Christian McCaffrey. You went out and made the right moves, both player personnel, both coaching and player personnel development portion of the game. You took care of all the factors of that. 
when you take all that onto an, onto an extent and you keep on making the right moves, you get the team in which you get to see now. You got a dominant physical team that can play any type of sport that you want to play. You want to play mm -hmm. fast, they can do that. You want to play slow, they can do that. You want to take time on the clock, we can do that. You want to like run a two-minute drill, we can do that. If you want to run the ball, we're going to take it away. Yeah. And not to mention, I ain't even mentioned Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. So the Niners has done everything right leading up to what they are now. And my Seahawks are just trying to stay close to that. But we haven't done that. And a lot of that no. starts in the trenches. The old football cliche has been the game is won in the trenches, and our trenches are not good enough. No, you can't block anybody. Then you, it's, I you can't block and you can't get a pass rush. And worse, you can't even start to run. Now, I I'm glad we were able to get Leonard Williams, but he's mm -hmm. only one big dude on our squad. Jeremy he's not everybody. Had a pretty good year. But I go back to just the personnel that we gotten and the lack of development that I've seen outside the secondary. Devin Witherspoon, he's defensive rookie of the year to me. Reed but uh, outside of the secondary, our trenches have not been good since the Legion of Boom days. Tariq got benched. He was playing bad. But <laughs> like you can make Tariq got like, benched. But dog, you can make a case every everybody oh, should for sure. No, and for also, sure. Also, like I I'm like the biggest thing is always gonna be coaching. Look, I'm I'm a big – a lot of Seahawks fans are going to get mad at me. I don't care. It's been go. time to let Pete, Pete Carroll go, man. Let it, he's old, man. It's not he's even old. just that. I, look, I could deal with you being old, but can you be able to adapt to what the um, what the NFL, what football has become? He's it's 72. become fast. It's become strong. If you if, – look, you got to understand your personnel. Stop putting your players in bad positions where they won't succeed. We don't have the personnel. Out, we got a few guys on the offensive line in our trenches that could play physical level basketball to do the style that you want to do. We don't have a Max Unger. We ain't got a James Carpenter. We don't have uh, a Russell Okun. We ain't got um, a lot of those guys that helped out the physicality that we had during when we had Marshawn Lynch. We ain't got a Marshawn Lynch. We don't have none of that. Not to mention the rules have changed. You can't play defense like you like you want to like you once did. The only way you can play defense like you once did, you got to be able to rush the passer. And we and like we barely got any of those guys. And it's going to take about four or five years to continue to develop them jokers before they actually become one of those guys. But in the meantime, until we actually get that, we got to make right decisions. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, that comes from coaching. I've been seeing us like coach our guys in the bad positions in situations where they're not succeeding. You saw, like, dog, I saw a third down situation where Jamal Adams was covering George Kittle one-on-one, -on -one, and I immediately said they're going to go to George Kittle. Because Jamal Adams can't cover nobody one-on-one, -on -one, man. He's been through too many injuries, and not to mention, he's a, he, like, if you want to put him in coverage, he's got to be zoned. He's got to cover them flats. He cannot do man-to-man. -man. I'm sorry. He, I mean, maybe he could cover running back. But outside of that, he's just a big safety linebacker, and you got to utilize him right. You utilize him long, cost us a first, cost us a first down, and then they end up later on score. We got to ask him. We got our coach, and we got our class. One thing y'all need to hire is a new tackling coach. <laughs> You're not wrong on that, but also mm -hmm. the other thing, we got to hire just a new coach and staff in general. Like, mm -hmm. dog, let's go back to a couple of like episodes before. Frank Reich's available. I said that defensive-minded head coaches are becoming extinct, mm -hmm. excluding D'Amico Ryan, who just got hired and is mm -hmm. doing he's doing his work in Houston. He's doing good. Uh, I, I, will give Texas, I will give the Texans their flowers. Texans' rebuild is way ahead of schedule. Yeah. Giving them their flowers. Mike Tomlin, mm -hmm. he's been consistent. 
Mm-hmm. It's just like he took too long to fire Matt Canada. That's true. He did. Bill Belichick, he's done. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera, he's done. Riverboat Ron. Done. Uh, but you look at the, just the whole trend and direction that the NFL coaching tree has gone to. Yes, there mm-hmm. are some really good like defensive coaches that could be head coaches. The only problem is the game has evolved so much from that standpoint that you got to be more offensive oriented because that's where the rules fit. And when you got a defensive mind head coaches, as much as we call Colin Coward, he does make a good point. You look at you look <laughs> at the defensive coaches in the league with their star quarterbacks. They mm-hmm. become too dependent on those star quarterbacks. That's Rather, true. when you got offensive minded coaches with a star quarterback, they've not on, they don't become dependent, but they become an asset. It's like okay, there's going to be moments where you're going to let your star quarterback do star level things and be playmakers, and then there's others where I'm going to make it easy for you. Defensive minded head coaches don't make it easy for star uh, star level quarterbacks. Not anymore. That's fair. Because if that was the case, why is Buffalo struggling? That's you fair. look at what Doug. You look at what Doug Peterson's doing for Trevor Lawrence. You look at what Andy Reid has done for Patrick Mahomes. You look at what Zach Taylor has done for Joe Burrow, even though he's out for the season because he can't protect him. But you still mm-hmm. look at what that's done. You look at what Nick Sirianni has done for Jalen Hurts, and now you see what um, Mike McDaniel's is doing for Tua. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at um, oh my God, well, Jordan Blanket his name Shanahan. What Shanahan's doing for Purdy? Purdy, Nick Mullins. Jimmy Garoppolo, the rest of you name it. Yeah, you got it. But let's let, – so I got one more thing we got to do NFL before we move on to college football. Did you see Craig Carton's take on Dak? No. He basically said that this is the worst th- – or becoming a father is a mistake during the season because it's a distraction and his girlfriend's a gold digger. No, not that. I ain't going to go that far. No, like no, I ain't gonna say that's the distraction. No, that ain't no curse. Dating the Kim Kardashian, dating the Kardashian. That's a curse. <laughs> Here's my thing. I said dating the Britney uh, Britney Renner. That's a curse. Here, here, here's what I'm gonna say about it. Well, because first of all, father, no, no. And first of all, because I'm gonna give you two examples. Mm-hmm. Austin mm-hmm. Riley, third baseman for my Atlanta Braves. He became a father. Joker was batting fo- close to 400 during uh, like during a month stretch. Yes, sir. That dad power is real. Mm-hmm. Here's here's what I will say. Just a couple of things I want to unpack. Well, he's not married. Who cares? You don't have to be married to have a kid and be a good father or be a good mother. You don't have to be married to be a good parent. That's a load of crap. Second of all, because they're not married, she automatically has untrue intentions. Like that's that's weird, man. That's a who hurt you in your past where that's how you feel. And then third of all, how and this is coming from two dudes who are not fathers. How is an unborn child a distraction? Oh, here's the reason why. Because you think about costs, because you know, like, gotta save up for college. He's a multimillionaire, dog. He ain't worried about that. But here's the thing: just because you're a millionaire, don't mean that you ain't thinking like a with a he's, budget. He's got, he's got that sleep number money. He's fine. He's sleeping. Yes, good. we can say that because it ain't our money. Look, it's our imaginary money. We wish my, we had that. I don't I'm see. Never, it. Look, my philosophy is: I don't ever count another man's money. And I'm dealing with a situation no, that's fair. That's fair. where, like, it's uh, with, the, with this other factors taking count, like, Eric, like, won't be spending my money. That's fair. I just, it, it was an awful take. Just some of the things he said, I, I completely disagreed with. But we got to keep moving. So here's what we're going to do. 
It's college football playoff week, or not playoff week. It's college football championship week. We're going to talk about some of the big games, some of the ones that matter, some that don't. I don't care about New Mexico State and Liberty. I don't care about Toledo and Miami, Ohio. I don't care about UNLV, Boise State. I don't care. Actually, I do. Shout out to Lane. Coach Fritz, uh, you're crushing it down there, man. Keep it up. Uh, we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Coach. Uh, Tulane, I'm not worried about Tulane, SMU. Uh, Troy, please beat App State. Please. Uh, that's all I'm asking. All crap I, State, say all it I, right. All I want for Christmas is a crap state loss. We're going to talk ACC. We're going to talk Big Ten. We're going to talk Big 12. We're going to talk SEC. And we're going to talk Pac-12 because these games have massive implications. For starters, Georgia-Bama, I know who you got. Here's my thing. If Bama does it right and you force Beck to not be able to spread the ball, put him under pressure, and keep him on his toes and not give him time to figure these things out, y'all can beat Georgia. We already know we can beat Georgia. Y'all can that's really that's beat Georgia. Factor, because here's the thing. Don't nobody match up against Georgia better than us. Nobody. Michigan, no. no. Florida State, God, no. no. Michigan's well, awful. Washington, uh-uh. That's a, that's, a, that's a potential. Oh, my God. That's going to be a butt whooping. We match them better, both personnel and coaching. We match all phases with them. The biggest difference that they got on their squad, they got a number 19 in Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have a mismatch at tight end with uh, Amari Nyblack. He has potential, got to continue mm-hmm. to develop and become better, and you got to have the right coaches around to be able to set him up and be successful. But 19, that's a different beast. We're talking about a future top three, top four pick, depends on who gets that spot and who wants number 19. Yeah, that's he, the baddest dude in the planet. But outside of, that, outside of that, dude, we match up well. We match up really good with, with Georgia. Offensive line perfect. has gotten better. Caden Proctor has grown up. Jalen Milrose, a Heisman candidate. I don't care what you say. Argue with your granny. That's even if she's even if she's underground. Mm-hmm. Argue with her. It don't matter. We ain't got time for that conversation. Our wide receivers. Are we'll talk about that next week. Our our receivers are uh, like continue to get better. Our defense has been consistent throughout the season. The only thing people want to continue to bring up is, oh, you struggled against Auburn, Mister Iron Bull. It matters. There's two things in life. Three things in life that don't go together that will never make sense. Oil and water, the championships in the Dallas Cowboys, logistics in the Iron Bowl. Why do you think UPS never brand, like never adds their brand? You never see a UPS truck anywhere near Jordan Hare during the Iron Bowl. You don't. You want to who? You, see, you see FedEx, but you won't see UPS. Here's the reason why. UPS believes in logistics. The Iron Bowl has never been about logic. You want to know who else struggled with Auburn too? Georgia. Yep, 2720. Because it's at Jordan Hare. <laughs> yep. Look, I give Auburn credit. I give Auburn credit. Like they had a good game plan going into it. And not to mention, it's the Iron Bowl. I give them credit on that one. But again, it's the Iron Bowl. So if you want to use the Iron Bowl as a point to make a case, it's not going to be valid because of the Iron Bowl. Nothing ever makes sense. Mizzou gave him trouble until that fourth quarter. But that let's let's move on. Mizzou ain't got a quarterback like Milrose. No, 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 no. no, no, Like I said, we match up against uh, we match we match up against Georgia very good. I'm picking us to win it. I'm not going to go about our past record in Georgia, even though it even though history is on our side. But I still think we're going to be able to get pressure on them because the best defense that they have faced Mm -hmm. this season was supposed to be Tennessee, which Mm -hmm. was ranked 36 nationally. 
We're in the top 20. We're sec- I think we're ranked 17 <laughs> nationally. I'm not worried about that because no. we're going to handle our business. We're prepared. We got the personnel, and we're about to go out and handle business. It's roll tide all day. All right, so we the next one we got to be quick because we don't have a ton of time. Uh, Florida State, Louisville, who you got? I'm rooting for Louisville, but I'm, I'm going Florida State. I think Louisville takes it. I really do. I think Louisville takes it. I think Michigan beats Iowa in the most boring game of the year. Because that Iowa defense is top five, but that Iowa offense is bottom five. Oh, they don't <laughs> And like somebody got to explain to me how's Iowa able to do a lot of the things that they, like that they've done for a long time, especially producing good. tight ends. Their defense is just that They're good. Tight end, you. Mm-hmm. Texas, Oklahoma State. I'm not worried about. Um, I want Oklahoma State to win that one. That would make the college committee. That would make the whole college football world mm-hmm. so much better. Washington, but, Washington, Oregon. Who you got? Oregon. I Oregon. have Washington. Washington Oregon. beat them already. Oregon. Washington. No, they beat them because they missed a field goal. You understand Washington's healthy again, right? I understand that the defense is still not good. Washington. Okay, so here's what happens. Washington wins, Oregon loses. Texas wins, Oklahoma State loses. In in my in my world, Bama wins, Georgia loses. Michigan so wins. we the scenario game now? We're doing it right now. Michigan wins, Florida State loses. Florida State loses, falls out of the top four. Michigan stays at two. Washington, let me pull up the current rankings. Because I got to pull Georgia, this up real quick. Michigan, Georgia, Washington, Florida mm-hmm. State, Oregon, Ohio State. I don't know why. Here, Texas, Bama. That's the going to happen. Georgia, if Georgia loses, Georgia drops to four. Sorry, Georgia drops to three. Either way, Bama's in. Bama goes up to four. Bama's in. Bet Georgia loses. Bama goes up to four. Georgia drops to three. Washington wins. Washington moves up to two. Michigan wins. Michigan moves up to one. This Michigan plays Bama. Bama whoops Michigan. No, we ain't, no, 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 no. Not that type of scenario. We talking about it, whatever the outcomes of the conference championships is going to be. That's We're not talking about like what's going to happen when the playoffs hit. We'll talk about that after Sunday. That's we what I think that after Sunday. We're talking about whoever wins those conference championship games. What's going to be the scenario come Selection Sunday? Florida State loses. Washington wins, in my opinion. and Because I, I got to make it quick. Florida State loses. Washington wins. Michigan wins. Georgia loses. Bama goes up to four. Georgia drops to three. Michigan up to one. Washington up to two. Because they're the only two undefeated teams left. Florida, State, dro- Florida State drops out. Ohio State, doesn't st- or Ohio State gets jumped. Doesn't matter what Texas does. They still get jumped. Because Bama beat Georgia. Yeah. Bama beats Georgia. They're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, okay, this would be my dream scenario. Okay, dream scenario. Oklahoma to- State beats Texas because they play on Saturday at noon. Texas is done. Bama beats Georgia. We're in. Um, I got Oregon winning Friday. They're in. Washington's done. That's their second loss. Then I, I, I'm gonna say if Texas loses, it doesn't matter what Florida State does. They're not in. Because then you go, uh, and I'm not even mentioning Michigan because they're going to dominate mm-hmm. Iowa. So Michigan one, Oregon two, Bama uh, like uh, like Georgia three, Bama four. All right, it's really as simple as that. Because this should be about the best four teams in the nation. Yeah. If Florida State loses to unlike uh, Louisville, they're done. They're done. They're out. It's as simple as that. But I don't think they're getting in regardless of the situation. No. Nah. They're not better like at this current state of Florida State. Their defense is good. Yeah. But that all, but you gotta be able to score. 
Yeah, and they're not gonna be able to score. Just how many points did they put up against uh, against your on Florida Gators? Like, twenty something. Huh? 20 20, something. I think they put up twenty four. But how did enough. they get? Didn't they? Did they not score a four? T- uh, didn't they, did they score a touchdown before the fourth quarter? Uh yes, they did. You sure? I believe so. I'm oh yeah, they right did. Now. They did. Yeah, they I'm did. Right. They right. scored second, third, and ten points in the fourth. We scored. So yeah, that ain't enough. No, it's not. not enough. That's not enough. No, and it's so not. I, like to me, the current as of right now, the current best teams in the con, uh, like in college football right now: mm-hmm. Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Alabama, Texas. Then everything else falls after that. There you go. Georgia beats. Especially if Alabama beats Georgia, mm-hmm. Jalen Milrow is going to New York. There's a reason why. Real quick. We understand that we understand he only has two thousand we understand that he only has like this season. Just this season, he only has two thousand five hundred and twenty six yards, twenty one touchdowns, six interceptions. Mm-hmm. People want to bring up he got benched to South Florida. Understand the context of it. Nick Saban already said there was a and there was already a continued quarterback conversation going from the all season into mm-hmm. the new season. He already said he already stated that. So that game was more like an experiment to figure out what these other quarterbacks could do. We found out that Milrose got. That was mm-hmm. already set and done, that was set in stone. Then he went on a run from Ole Miss all the way down to now. And now to mention, Milrow's had more Heisman moments than Jaden Daniels. How do you win the Heisman? You have really good stats, you win games, and you have moments. The biggest moment that Jaden Daniels has had to me is, is Missouri and the Florida game where he put up those unlike, unlike those immaculate stats. But Milrow, let's put it like this. Come back against Tennessee after what happened last season, losing to Tennessee. You beat Jaden Daniels on his. You beat Jaden Daniels in the one-on-one matchup. Now Jaden Daniels got hurt, and he was out. However, you still outbeat him. And I'm going back to that game real quick, real quick, real quick. Jaden, like Jalen Milrow, 15 for 23, 219. Same thing with Daniels. He was uh, he was two for 19. He had two TDs in the pit. Before Daniels even went down, and albeit both were playing, what well, Ben was playing a weak defense, unlike LSU was playing a really good defense. Mm-hmm. Rushing yards, Daniels one sixty three to Milrose one fifty five and four TDs, and he won the game. But the th- the most crucial thing is Jaden Daniels threw an interception that put the game out of reach, and Daniels unlike and, uh, and Milrose. He kept clicking. He won that matchup. He won that game. And then he kept looking better and started beating the crap out of teams that weren't that good. And not to mention, he had the play of the year. Milrow had the play of the year in the Iron Bowl. How did Bryce Young win his Heisman? (laughs) Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl ain't the end-all, be-all. I know you're a Bama guy. No, but but if you're a college football enthusiast, you know if you make a memorable moment – 600 yards is it memorable? Huh? 600 yards in a game is it yourself? 600 yards in a game is memorable? It's Florida. I'm sorry, dog, but no. 600 yards? It's Florida. Argue with the wall. Bro, (laughs) we understand it's 600 yards. It's 600 yards. But it's Florida in a meaningless game. 
LSU wasn't going to the conference championship. They're not Neither going to the playoff. Neither is Florida. So that's a moot point. Bro, that is some Bo of the Knicks, most disrespectful He's going thing. to the playoffs. That is some Michael of the most disrespectful things you have ever said to me. <laughs> that Bill Rowe has a chance. And not to mention, I said that it is the Florida. most. That is the most disrespectful thing you have ever. Florida, wow. LSU isn't a big rivalry? No! It ain't better than it ain't better than an iron ball. Get out of here, man. Bro, you are so unbelievably biased. That's our next poll. Well, <laughs> that's our next bro, poll. I might be biased, but I ain't lying. You are t- bro, I'm not. Bro. Uh, okay, I'm we, not. we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. I'm, I'm not. Put, that's our next Twitter poll. That's our next Twitter poll. I'm and not because like no, dude. There's, there's your TikTok thing right there. <laughs> bro, no. No. All right. Mill had more moments than Daniels. Both in an iron bowl, and if he gets this job done against Georgia, give him the Heisman. If, he if he beats Georgia, I'll give it to you. On that note, we got to run, man. All right, there's your TikTok clip. <laughs> there you go. And if you agree with us, let us know. You can find us at TDSN Pod on Twitter. Um, that's the best place to interact with us there. We do have to wrap up the show real quick. Sorry for the quick one, guys. Jalen, you got anything else you want to get into? Nah. Let's do it. All right. Well, we'll talk more Heisman stuff after conference championship week. I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for your patience. Hope everybody had a happy holidays. If you like the show, tell everyone you know, tell your friends, rate five stars, share it, retweet, repost it, all the fun stuff like that. That's the best way to get shout outs. If you didn't like it, treat this like a bad date. Never happened. Keep it to yourself. Let's be adults about this. You go your way. We'll go ours. That's it. Simple as that. Nothing too crazy. We appreciate your time though, but we can't give it back. Thank God this was a short episode this week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you like our opinions that's where you can like i said let us know on that page if you just like our opinions let us know on that page too simple as that um if you like the show and you like our show and you like what we do go check out a couple other shows go check out is this a bad take uh go check out jim over at fan of the van go check out the guys brent and dave over 1420 sports go check out the guys of the bs and sports podcast aaron over brutally on sports go check out darian over at chill takes bro we got to get you back on the show i will reach out to you soon once things calm down uh, go check out Dave and John Love of the Playing Field. Go check out the guys of the We Like Sports podcast. Go check out Average Show Sports as well, and him and Jim Show Cigar and Sports. Uh, always, always, always go check out Sports After Dark. They got merch. Go cop the merch. If you look for something to do in Vegas, go check out Visit Vegas Places. If you're looking to gamble on sports outside of an NFL facility, if you're one of the many NFL players who listen to this, uh, go check out Nate's Daily Wager or You Bet Smart. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Peace.